Welcome to another episode of the 50 Shades of NBA pod. My name is Trey. I am Nathan. And this is episode number 37. Nathan, why don't you give us some players who wore number 37, but don't skip my favorite player. Or, but don't, uh, well, but don't I'll say skip him. I'll yeah. skip him. Yeah. Uh, so we got Mac McClung. Mac McClung. Dunk contest champ. Yes, sir. And he wore 37 for the Lakers in 22. Matt Ryan, another former Laker to wear 37. He also wore it in Boston and the Timberwolves. And then you got Kostas Antetokounmpo, who wore it for the Lakers again in 20 and 21, and also for the Dallas Mavs in 2019. Interesting. Um, you got Metal World Peace, probably the biggest name there. Easily. And also for the Lakers. For the Lakers. Yeah, also for the Lakers for 10, 16, and 2017. Yeah. So, Trey, it, le- it leaves your dude. Most importantly, out of the number 37s in the history of the NBA, yes. Semi Ojale, um, one of my favorite players of all time, who just fell off the off the edge of the earth there. He actually plays in the Italian Basketball League, which we'll get into later, actually. <laughs> A weird segue, yeah. Weird, a weird segue, but it's there. Yeah, it's there. It is there. The connection's there. Yeah, but uh, I love that. Nathan, do you want to start oh. us off on some sections? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but really quick, he's also the the longest tenure player to wear number thirty-seven. Just looking at the years, semi. Uh, with yeah, semi. He had it from twenty eighteen all the way to twenty twenty-one, and then. Had it twenty two for two different teams. Yeah, interesting. So he's the goat. He's the maybe the goat of number thirty seven. Sorry, Meta. Sorry, yeah, Meta. That. Um, but anyway, you meant that. Anyway, we'll get talking. I think aside from the finals, which we'll talk about, the biggest headline really from the past couple of days has been LeBron maybe going to Dallas per Kyrie. Uh, first off, I was. Yeah. First off, I think it's crazy. This is the biggest headlines with with the finals going on. I think that's really crazy. Yeah. Um, but it definitely is because it's Braun and Kyrie, and that's ESPN stuff. Uh, that being said, how does Kyrie think that LeBron's going to go to Dallas? I have no idea. Is this just that, his way of being like Dallas? You should give me a max contract because I'm trying to recruit LeBron. I literally. They'd have to give up. I, I don't even know money wise how they would make it work. Tim Hardaway like, Jr. Bertans would obviously Davis have Bertans to go. Bertans is uh-huh. uh twenty is thirty five million dollars, and we what we need to and get that's the, the Kyrie contract. If he resigns, he'll probably want that much. Yeah, but the Kyrie contract doesn't actually matter because they have bird rights on him. So as long as they do the LeBron Ooh, trade shit. first, Just ma- okay. Let me. I'll I'll work out. I'll cook up a trade here. You talk about it, okay? Yeah. When I first saw it, uh, the original thing I saw was they're trying to get LeBron to Dallas before Kyrie and before uh, Rob Palinka made all these trades for the Lakers that saved their season. So their original target from the first wave of reports was that Dallas wanted LeBron. And that shocked me. And then you hear maybe a couple hours later or a day later, whatever the timeline was, that Kyrie's been actively, you know, trying to recruit LeBron James to to Dallas. And obviously you have the, you know, Kyrie LeBron um relationship there that everyone's been 
talking about as Kyrie will be a, a free agent and they're like, oh, he'll go to the Lakers. But this is a new spin on it too because LeBron has also said that Luka Doncic is one of his favorite, if not his favorite young guy in the league right now. So obviously it's going to be a long shot regardless for this to actually work. But there's a decent, there's more merit to uh, to the situation and possibility than I would have ever thought. You know, so he has, he has that love for Luca. He has that Kyrie relationship. Um, but money wise and player wise, I don't know how they're going to make it work out. Because looking at it, they'll have to give up a lot, a lot of depth, a lot of bench players, role players. And the first thing that hits my mind is what Phoenix did. Like they traded every single bench dude they had, and it kind of screwed them over in the playoffs. Granted, you know they assembled that team at midseason, but still. Bench in the NBA Finals, NBA playoffs, uh, once you start getting into it, is so important. And we, we see that now with the Miami Heat and their bench stepping up huge, the role players stepping up huge. And yeah, I don't know. So those are my initial thoughts. I don't know if you have the money and stuff worked out now or you can kind of. I do. I do. Okay. Um, the money itself, super easy. Super easy because okay. they're paying a million players so much money. So, like mm-hmm. I said, Bertans plus Hardaway gets to that thirty-five million dollar threshold. Yeah, um, Maxi Kleber is making eleven million dollars a year for the next three years. Josh Green's okay. making four point seven million dollars next year, and they're mm-hmm. gonna have to throw in Jaden Hardy at one point seven million dollars next year. They're gonna have to throw in pick ten, and that's really like they can they can throw in one twenty twenty seven. Mavericks draft pick, but every other pick mm-hmm. that they have is currently Stepien ruled away. Which, if you know, don't know what the Stepien yeah. rule is, a uh, listener, it is you can't trade back to back consecutive first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Most people turn it off wow. in two K. So they they can yeah. most offer Davis Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and then a 2023 first round pick this year, which is pick ten and a 2027 first-round pick unprotected for LeBron. Five players, two picks? Five players, two picks. Really, wow. really six players in one pick, because one of them is the pick yeah. this year, and it had to be traded on mm-hmm. draft night. That's fair. Wow. I, I'm blown away. I'm, I am too. That's, that's the most way they easier. can offer. Yeah. Super easy for money to work, not Val- yeah. for value. Mm. So I just, I don't know, literally, unless LeBron goes, I want to go play in Dallas and I will play nowhere but Dallas, it's Mm -hmm. over. I mean, what what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, value-wise, it's definitely not there. And I just think if uh, this trade were to go through, how pissed off Anthony Davis would probably be. You know, you lose LeBron James, top five player in the NBA, Top 10 if you're a hater. Um, and then you have all these dudes. Yeah. You know, like you have to rotational eat Dev- players at best. You have to eat Davis return Breton's contract for two years. You have to eat mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway contract for two years. You have to eat a Maxi Kleber contract for three years. And the most enticing piece you get back is either a Josh Green or a Jaden Hardy. And then yeah. the 10th overall good pick. Young players so maybe sure. like, yeah, maybe like Grady Dick from Kansas or, mm-hmm if you're lucky, like something happens and Drace Walker, or Taylor Hendricks falls to 10. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you take a chance on someone like Jalen Hood Shafin. I don't know what you do at that. Maybe what Thompson twin falls yeah. down there for you and you have like a shoot yeah. first guard. Yeah, I don't know. I think again, going back to how AD would probably feel, that would definitely just signal a Lakers rebuild to me. And I don't really think the Lakers are about that. That has you know, they've always kind of been of the idea we'll just retool even if their roster is terrible. They've had one star, but this would just signal the end of AD's time in LA. Because if I'm AD out, I'm, I don't want to play for that. I don't. I want to play with it. those guys respectfully. I came there you know? to play with LeBron. Literally, like yeah. that's why I'm here. I, so. I don't want to be a Laker. I just want to be LeBron's teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy as that. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, just looking at at the Lakers roster too that they'd be stuck with. It'd be. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis would be probably the starting five. You'd probably resign D'Lo. You'd probably resign Rui Hachimura. Um, so Rui would probably be your starting four. D'Lo would be your starting one. Maybe find a way to ship Malik Beasley out for a better starting point guard and have D'Lo be your sixth man, your Jordan Clarkson. But you, it's not like you have enough assets to even superstar hunt anymore mm-hmm. with the Lakers because your your money's tied up. And then also, you didn't get a star back. No. No, you did not. Why are you doing this? There's no mm-hmm. reason. There's no reason. No, definitely not. I mean, I enjoy uh, enjoy the hypothetical because it's always fun to kind of fantasize and think about, you know? Mm-hmm. But realistically, ain't no way this happens. Uh, f- just because just it's funny. Um, Fanspo, the site that most people use for their, their trades has LeBron mm-hmm. James listed at shooting guard. But why? I don't know. It's like the one position I would never put LeBron at. That's yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like I'm sure he can play Fanspo, it. I'm sure bro. he'd be great. Yeah. But why is he a shooting guard on here, bro? Yeah. Out of the five positions, you know, you have on a basketball court. I'm I'm with you there. That's probably the last one I'd probably put him at. That's so weird. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Do better, fans, Bo. Do uh, better. Building off the Lakers, though, I did see that um, the Lakers are willing to match $100 million for Austin Reeves. Did you see wow. that come through? I didn't, but I, I've seen a lot of contract talk with him, and he's going to be making probably more than 60 this year, like contract-wise. Not like in one year, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah long term, yeah, yeah. Contract duration. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of guaranteed money. Yeah, absolutely. Which for him, that's awesome because he quite literally came from nowhere, and then was a very impactful, you know, piece of the Lakers' rotation and roster in the playoffs. So yeah, he was just that guy from that one meme of the guy being confused when LeBron was trying to explain a play or something. Yep. No, it's great. So, props to him. But I, Lakers have a lot of a lot of decisions this offseason. I would pay him twenty twenty five mil from the Lakers. I think so too. I mean, it, the stretch he went on uh, to end the regular season, then again the playoffs, he he delivered. Yeah. So, I think if there's I'm another, definitely worse contracts out there. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm another team trying to entice him, I would mm-hmm. max out at like eighteen million dollars. Eighteen. Yeah. If I was trying to entice him away to get him from my squad. Yeah. That's I, fair. I like him a lot. I don't know if he's $25 million 
I don't know if he's a $25 million man to anyone except for the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, with currently constructed how their team is, he's worth that for them. He is. But hmm. and it gives you enough money to superstar hunt later. That is fair. That is fair. That is very smart. We'll see what Rob does. Come on, Rob. They also, like you said, they, they got to bring back a uh, brewery and then I, bro, I don't think they, they bring back D'Lo. Uh report came out today that they were thinking about that. They were strongly leaning towards bringing back D'Angelo Russell. Man, I don't like it. Listen, I know you don't like it, but you need someone who's going to get you through the regular season, and they don't have any actual how, point guards. How much? Uh, how much are they expecting to pay him? Do you I know? have no idea. I did not see. I would pay him twenty million dollars. How much do you think Fred uh, Fred Van Bleet will? I bet he gets thirty. Thirty. Okay. I was going to say maybe if uh, that money is close. I definitely prefer Fred over. Yeah, D-Lo. I would too. I think Fred Van Vliet's going to get a four-year, hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably will. I don't think he'll be in Toronto, but you know, we'll probably get it. Uh, here's hoping it's in freaking Philadelphia if James Harden leaves. Touche, touche. I've seen a lot of That'd things awesome. connecting those two things right there. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about it last week. Yeah. Uh, how cool that would be—the Nick Nurse connection, obviously. But even if Nurse wasn't there, he's still. I think a perfect fit for, for the Sixers, honestly. Yeah, he's a little bit past no. his prime of like superstar defensive point guard, but he's still yeah. probably top five best defensive point guards in the league. Mm. He's right. I think it would give uh Maxi a lot of room to grow too. I think it would as well to let Maxi be that playmaker because he's kind of like not a merchant, but he, he benefits a mm-hmm. lot from having so much attention drawn off of him by James and Joel. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. best case scenario here, just keep James on like a relatively team friendly deal. That's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, I did see yeah. a report came out saying that James Harden is is literally like, he is torn between. I saw that too. Staying yeah. in Philly or moving to Houston. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. If he wants to give us It'll a two year deal, though, I'd take it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then we still. I mean, Fred Van for as like non-star packed as this free agency is, I think it'll be a really good off season. It always is. It always is. Yeah. NBA probably has my favorite and most exciting off seasons of, you know, the major sports leagues. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. NFL is up there. I think most people would honestly. NFL yeah. It's definitely up there, but there's so much movement that happens in the NBA and it's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. It does it turn is. some really people is. off from watching it though, which I, I I've yeah. had that conversation before. Yeah, I, and I understand that, you know, like, oh, it's hard to keep track. Like, players are moving all the time. Why would I be interested? Yada, yada. But I don't know. To me, that's that's entertaining. And if your organization is run right and run good, then you probably won't have those problems as often. Valid. I mean, so. speaking of organizations that typically don't have a lot of roster turnover, mm-hmm. or at least not of their main core, uh, yeah. Golden State Warriors. I don't know if this is just a, uh, like a fan-driven thing or if this there's been a report, but a lot of the fans really want Dylan Brooks to go to Golden State on a discounted deal. Hmm. And I think that might possibly be the best fit for him. Yeah, I probably would just coaching-wise. Maybe he can you know, finally Steve hit Kerr, He's always up there. Maybe, bro. Or maybe uh, they'll tell him, hey, Draymond doesn't shoot threes, really. Just take 
one or two a game. Yeah, max. A game. That's it. Yeah, max. Go play please. defense. Especially if uh, Green does leave. It's a that'd good be a good substitution. It's a good replacement. Yeah. He fits that Gary Payton role. Gary Payton the second mm-hmm. role. Um, except at I believe at I think he's better than Gary Payton the second. Um, as of right now. So I mm-hmm. I, I think he would either gel really well with the with the Warriors or he would not gel at mm-hmm. all with the Warriors. And it'd be it'd be one or the other. Yeah, it's either really good or really bad. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. But you kind of talked about it. Teams and rosters, you know, that don't have a lot of turnover. And it reminds me of the two teams we have playing in the finals. Uh, you have your star, Jimmy Butler, bam, been there forever. Well, not forever, but past couple of years. And then your stars over in Denver, Jamal Murray, Jokic, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good opportunity for us just to get into the first two games here. Um, as we saw, Nuggets took game one. And I sent out a tweet. Um, it was a really good game by them. And they're literally living with Bam taking, I think he had 25 shots. He also dropped 20 something. Uh, but all of Miami's role players that got him to that point, like Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, disappeared. Weren't hidden anything. Duncan Robinson, too. Like nothing. And you're like me as a viewer, I'm like, damn, bro. If this is how the series is, Nuggets are going to handedly take this. Exactly. And then Jokic and Murray, they had their two man game going on, which they have all, all playoffs. So now it's a really good, I don't want to say dominant because uh, I don't think it was dominant, but it was a really good, well thought, well executed, you know, win on the Nuggets. It was. That being said, with game and, two, uh-huh. this is where Eric Spolstra might solidify himself as top two coach of all time. Top three coach of okay. all time. Ha- Sorry, forgot about Phil Jackson. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who'd you have at one pop? Pop. Always pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the adjustments made by his team, the adjustments made mm-hmm. in between games and during the game were just so instrumental. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to have a lot of games where collectively the Heat shooters make three threes combined with Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, yeah. and Vincent. With I think I yep. think it was like, I think it was actually only two threes. I think Struz hit one and Vincent hit one game one. And Duncan I thought went oh for crazy. seven. I can uh, check for you. But immediately after that, like it's 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 like they had their wings back. Um Bam played a great mm-hmm. game, led them to the win. And then the highlights of what won this game for the Heat was oddly enough, Nicole Jokic dropping forty two points, but only six yeah. but only six assists. It, very uncharacter like uh, performance from Jokic. Mm-hmm. And it did not lead to a win. It did not lead to a win. And with that, there's a lot of talk. He had four assists. Four assists. Four um, assists. There's I'm a sure. lot of talk. Yeah, even less. He had uh, more turnovers than he did assists, which I don't know how many games that's happened in his career, but I could go out on a limb. I'd not willing, a lot. Yeah, I'd be willing to say that he's had more games with more assists than turnovers. Absolutely. But. Ah, shoot. I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. So, yeah, they definitely made Jokic a score. And there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Draymond Green said it. Steve Kerr kind of said it. Um, that there's certain players that you got to live with them getting theirs because they just are at the end of the day. And they referenced uh, Jokic as one of those guys. But then wanting 
like their their Robin or the next best guy on the team, aka Jamal Murray, uh, just focus on shutting him down and taking away that look and option for him. Um, Spostra kind of deflected it, but he's a coach who made these adjustments with Jimmy on Jamal. Um, he's like, no, you know, it's not like that. Yada yada. I forgot what his exact quote was, but mm-hmm. is basically say, no, we're not. We're not living with Jokic doing his thing and taking away all the other options, but yeah, they kind of were though. No, they absolutely. Yeah, were. it's what they were doing, but no uh-huh. coach is going to say that, you know. No, I mean, even as transparent as it was, you're not going to, you know, confirm those allegations. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. The Heat stealing one in Denver really makes me believe the Heat are going to win this game, this series in six. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah, which. Them. You said seven originally, and now you're going to six. It's out of confidence there, Trey. I just I didn't think it. they were going to steal one in Denver to begin with. Yeah, I mean, Denver's been 9-0 and at home. Yeah, so I really thought it was going to be a, two, a 2-0 start for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like most people did, even if you're a fan of the Heat or someone who picked the Heat, to ask that team to go into Denver, who, again, hasn't lost to the playoffs at all, hasn't won in... Uh, Denver since 2016 to steal a game in the finals. That's it's asking a lot. It's crazy. But yeah, they did. But I think uh, Kevin Love being put back in the starting lineup, um, which allowed Jimmy to go play Jamal. That was huge. Um, it looked like Miami when they're in their zone and meeting Jokic upon receiving the pass, like in the painted area or at the free throw line, they were just jumping him immediately. And I didn't really see that like urgency or quickness in the first game. So again, Spostra, his adjustments, his coaching paid dividends. It did. It really but did. I think all that being said though, Nuggets had a chance to tie it with 11 seconds left. Missed a three from Jamal. It's okay. You, you got to live with that. Got to live with that. You, know? you don't got to. I think I think well now they have to. <laughs> they do now. I think the Heat are going to take the next two in Miami. I think they're going to go up three one, mm-hmm. then go down three okay. two, or then have them, the Nuggets are going to make it three two, and then we're going to see mm-hmm. a four two Finals victory with the Heat okay. in Game Six in Miami, and even more important than that, it's going to be a blowout for the Heat, and Udonis Haslam is going to take the floor for the final minute. You've really been wanting this. I want it more than I want air because my Sixers are out and my, my, my buddy at work mm-hmm. uh, told me that he wants that to happen. So now I'm just yeah. going to speak it into existence for him. I respect that. I do. I think uh, Nuggets at worst will split the, you know, split the Miami games, but I won't be surprised if they go up 3-1, lose a game, uh, what do you call it, game five, and then opposite of you win in Miami. In six. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, the dude who needs to step up the most for the Nuggets right now, um, it's going to be asking a lot out of Jamal because he does have Jimmy on him, who's he's a terrific defender, understands his role really well, and, you know, how to work the defense. The dude who needs to step up the most for the Nuggets to be successful is Michael Porter Jr. He's like three for 17 from the three in this series, which from a dude who's been like a, uh, a sharpshooter up until this point in the playoffs, like 
you got to ask yourself if, if you're Mike Malone, you know, where did you go? Where's the, you know, effort intensity, which is something he kind of alluded to after the game two loss, called out the team for the effort saying we're in the NBA finals. Like, how are you unfocused type of deal? And mm-hmm. a lot of people are tying that back to, to MPJ because of his lackluster defensive, you know, performance breakdowns, just not getting it done offensively. So he's, he's, had these these issues of inconsistency plague him his entire career. It's been injury mm-hmm. and it's been inconsistencies. And one of those is yep. not his fault, obviously. The injuries Yeah. I hope he never gets injured again, you know? But yeah. uh definitely the effort, definitely the defensive like engagement has been probably one of the biggest knocks on MPJ. I was thinking about yep. this earlier in the day, how MPJ has gone from like super hyped up draft prospect to what, mm-hmm. pick, pick 15, I feel like, for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And then yep. immediately after that, it was um, like, oh, let's give him a max. And then it was like, oh, he's never going to live up to his max. And then this playoff run, he's mm-hmm. been like, oh, like he, he's back. He's never passed the Rock Porter Jr. Smelling <laughs> it from deep, doing great things. I saw a whole, yep. a whole uh, I think it was a Twitter post about every single assist he got the other night when they played the Lakers. Cause he said his career high in assists with six. <laughs> um, oh, and, awesome. and he's just disappeared again. And it's just like, when yeah. are we going to know which MPJ we're going to get? You know? Uh huh. No, absolutely. And you know, that's why he's my X factor for the nuggets to win these. Cause Jokic will do his thing. Even when Butler was on Jamal, he still had 18 and 10, which yeah. it's not bad, but when he's putting up 30 plus, a game for the past couple, you know, series, then it's definitely a drop off. So we'll see, dude. We'll see. We will absolutely see. But obviously great series and I'll be watching tomorrow. Yes, sir. I feel like the gaps between games are, are way longer than they, than they normally are. Am I, am I alone in that, thinking this? No, cause it feels like an eternity. I know it's just two days in between, but still that's so long. Yeah, like I'm not against them getting two days to rest. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. I think Jimmy said like they were ta- asking him about what they do between games because, <laughs> and he was like, like we just live life. Like life's bigger than mm-hmm. basketball. A couple of my mm-hmm. of my teammates went and saw the new Spider Verse movie. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the interview too. It's funny. Like, you King, I love you. I yeah. gotta see Spider Verse. This video, oh, I'm not excited. Sponsored. I heard it's great, dude. This podcast, I heard not it's sponsored, great. but it could be Spider Verse sponsor us. But it could be. Come on, Marvel, Marvel, come on. That's Sony. That's Sony. Please stop. Oh, oh. Sony owns the Okay, Sony, Sony. There you go. Come on. I'll take either, though. Yeah, I will. So that goes out to Marvel and Sony. And then but. you want to you switch to our last piece of NBA news here with the Pistons? Yeah. So uh, we had almost all of our head coaching spots filled, and the two that were added – this past week were Monty Williams going to the Pistons and Frank Vogel going to the Suns. Crazy. Out of those two, what's your favorite? Which one? Uh, Monty Williams to the Pistons. <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike um, Frank Vogel. I think he's a good coach and I think that he got fired prematurely, but I think Darvin Ham is yeah. also a great coach, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he got pri- fired prematurely, especially after winning a chip for Lakers, but you know, mm-hmm. it's the Lakers. You have LeBron on your team. You're expected to compete for a chip. Yep, bust, every year. You know? Yep. Um, so there's that. 
And I understand that reasoning and I understand what they're doing. Um, that's whatever. I do think it's, I was thinking about this too, how LeBron went to, went from one of the most like disorganized front offices and ownership groups with the Cavs and then went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And it's just been nothing but chaos. <laughs> I feel like literally so much roster turnover, dude. Like, I feel like even with, even ridiculous. with, if he had gone to the Sixers, there would be less like mm-hmm. chaos in the front office with a very typically chaotic front office. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, think you're wrong. I, in I that. think Vogel was a fine hire by the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they should have fired Monty Williams in the first place. I thought that was a crazy move. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was, I did see doc rivers uh, pulled his name from the running for the Suns head mm-hmm. coaching job. Okay. About an hour before Frank Vogel got announced as the head coach. Nice. Which I thought was probably the funniest thing on earth is that yeah. Doc Rivers just like was like, you can't tell me I don't get the job. I'm telling you I don't want the job. And they're like, we yeah. aren't getting giving you the job. He's like, well, I don't good. Okay. I don't want it. It's like when you're about to get fired from a job, but you say I quit. Yeah, it's it's that trope from mm-hmm. the TV shows. It definitely is. It was fantastic. Um, I think Frank Vogel was a better option than mm-hmm. <laughs> than Doc Rivers for the Suns. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much my entire take on that. I think the Pistons like getting Monty Williams was a great, great find. Uh, uh, the Pistons did right by their previous coach, Dwayne Casey. Um, mm-hmm. Casey stepped away from the head coaching position and became uh, a front office exec. Okay, that's and awesome. So that's where he is now, which is why they were looking for a coach. Mm-hmm. So obviously mm-hmm. they're paying, what, $72 million for Monty Williams? Yeah, he has a fat contract it's a fat contract over six years i think over yeah six years it's so crazy big boy contract for monty williams mm-hmm. which is crazy i mean it's just it's 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 max contract numbers for coaches mm-hmm. out here yep really is i mean spolster is about to get a 20 million dollar extension per year yes sir so i, I max think, that man seriously uh <laughs> but obviously i'm happy for kate cunningham and Jaden ivy i feel like they're really gonna succeed under Monty Williams. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Marvin Bagley, the third is going to have a good season next year under Monty Williams, or he's going to be out of the rotation completely. It's going to be one or the other. What about uh, James Wiseman? Uh, I think James Wiseman will have a a solid year. I like his defensive presence and I think he's going to start taking threes next year. Okay. I like that. At least more often. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on the, on the two hires? Uh, Very similar to you. I think, what the Pistons need is, you know, someone to kind of come in, reset their culture, which you see Monty did with the Suns, really turned around how that organization was viewed and looked at from the inside. And they're in a much better place now because of it. So from that perspective, probably the best dude you could have got, maybe other than a Nick Nurse. Um, yep. So from that fit, it's perfect. He's also a great coach. And we know that we see that from his coach of the year award. He got now two years removed. Yep. Um, but no, I, you highlighted the impact uh, he'll have on a lot of the younger guys. And I don't know what the Pistons over under for wins is, but I would say bet the over. I would like to, it's probably going to be low. I would like to inform everyone who's listening that we are not giving you financial advice. And that we are not responsible for what you do with your money. There you go. That being said, I would also take the over. Wonderful. Maybe uh, that 
that's a segment that has to come when the season is uh, back in full swing. I'd, I'd bet. I'd, I'd help you make a betting segment. I'm down. Okay, cool. Maybe tweet it out Monday Money Lines. Even better, we do it on TikTok. <laughs> so that way people that's are forced better. to follow us because it comes out Touché. the day of. So make sure, that you're, make sure that you're following. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, no. Love the Pistons hire for Monty. Uh, Frank Vogel, again, I think kind of what the Suns need. Their defense has been horrible. Horrible. Real bad. And just thinking to the Denver Suns series, the Nuggets were putting up like 120 nightly. And obviously the NBA, you know, scoring's increased and all that, but you can't be letting some other team put up 120 on you nightly. You're, you're never going to win. Yeah. So we know he's a defensive-minded coach. He'll be perfect for KD, who I think is a he's a great defender when he wants to be, and in key moments, he's a good defender. He, CP3, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, uh, D-Book, be good for him defensively. And Vogel said he expects a lot out of Aiton uh, for this season. So if he is on the team, I think it will be great fit for, for DeAndre trying to get back on the right track. But yeah, I like the hire. Yeah, I do too. I do. There was a, a big rumor about them uh, getting rid of Aiden soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This off so he's there. Instead of Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens hmm. there. What would you do, Trey? You're the GM. Of the Suns? Of the Suns. I'm going to beg Monty to come back. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. We made a mistake. Probably, I'm gonna see if I can split Aiton into mm-hmm. two players. Okay. I would talk. I would ask the like uh, I don't know, like I would ask the Mavericks to give me like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Maxi Kleber. Mm. And and I just pray that they said yes. And I would also ask for pick ten. But if I was the Mavericks, I would never not give up pick ten for DeAndre. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I think that's kind of the right you have to go. With DeAndre, mm-hmm. he's making a lot of money. Yeah. He's not a cornerstone. You nope. kind of have to. He's not a bad player by any means. He's just not no. what a first overall picture. He's like a perennial, perennial star. Maybe on a different team, he could be an all star. Maybe. I'm shaking my Maybe. head for those who can't see me, which is everyone. He has the potential to give you twenty and ten. He does not have know? the potential to give you twenty and ten. He has the potential to give you fifteen and ten. But Maybe I'm a big believer in Aiden. 15 10 and like 2.5 blocks. That's all I want. His That's defensive tough. slippage last year, it was it was bad. Like he fell off on defense. Mm-hmm. That's what Absolutely. he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be that anchor of the defense for he's proven he can be the anchor of the defense for a a, a postseason team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's happy, you get good, DeAndre. Yeah. I, he would have been great in Indiana this past year. I fully I think believe so too. that. I was so sad that that didn't go through. I mean, the Suns didn't want to... It's the Suns' fault. The Suns are a weirdly run organization. They definitely are. Historically, you could say that. Yeah, at least in the Sarver area era. Yes. Yes, 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 indeed. I don't know how long he had that. Do you know when he, uh, he took ownership? No, but it was probably like 2004 or something. Like, probably our entire yeah. lives. Okay, so again, outside of Steve Nash, terrible Suns years. Yeah, it's not. I'll I'll Google it right now. When did okay. Sarver? No, that's fair though. Yeah, again, I like the Vogel hire. It was two thousand and four. That's amazing. I'm Very pretty good. Pumped. Trey. I'm pretty pumped right now. That is awesome. Snaps to you here. 
I hope that makes the audio. I was snapping. It definitely did. Okay, perfect. That's all I wanted. Yeah, um, that does conclude our NBA talk, but we'll give a little love to the W right now, WNBA. The Aces are off to a hot 6-0 and start. They're about to be 7-0. Defending champs. Okay. They're about, about to be 7-0. Who do they play? They're playing the Connecticut Sun, who's also off to a 6-1 and start right now. Okay. They're about to be 6-2. and because uh, currently the Aces are winning 76 to 61 against the Sun with eight minutes Damn. left in the fourth. That's what's up. I might turn that on after after we're done with this. Okay, there you go. The tail end. That's, you know what? I respect that, Trey. I respect that. Yeah, there you go. If you don't watch the W, probably like year by year, uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, WNBA, but it, it's so good right now. It really it is. genuinely is. It really is. Yeah. I watched a decent amount of the playoffs last year, not having a favorite team or anything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of watch it in basketball because it's basketball. And the women's game is so much fun to watch. It, Yeah, it really is. Um, that so, being said, Asia Wilson is currently out dueling Brianna Jones. Hmm. Tough. It's tough out here. Uh, Rune for the Aces, of course, just because Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, the GOAT. Um, also, you know, I, I like Candace Parker a lot. The real CP3. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, CP with rings. Yeah. It's <laughs> CP3 and CP0 as far as I'm concerned. It truly is. It uh, truly is. I'm okay with that. If also, you want to start an argument, come at me. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick, the, the wings are off to a decent 3-3 three and three start, so that's my team. Okay. That's why I care. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie Segrist from Villanova. Third overall pick. She's averaging like 67% from three right now. How many has she taken? She's taken three threes. She's hit two of them. That's pretty, okay. I'm pretty sure. That's, okay. That was a couple days ago. She might be higher or lower right now. Yeah, she's getting like five minutes. We'll take night, it. So. You know what? She's making it count. I, w- I was commenting on the Wings post yesterday saying, give Are you Seagrass, actually? Give Seagrass more minutes. That's awesome. So I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey, really quick, mm-hmm. going to do a hot take Tuesday. One hot take. One hot take. You start. Okay. I believe if the Denver Nuggets win, uh, win this championship against the Miami Heat, they will be, what do you call it? The, not only the team to beat in the West, because obviously they just won a championship, but they'll be in the conference finals for the next three years. I will say my hot take, your hot take's crazy. Three years? Come on. Anything could happen. Jokic could retire right now. Yeah, he could, but they have their core of Murray and, and Jokic under contract for a decent decent amount. And MPJ. So yeah, that's why I said retire. That. MPJ could get they a back could. injury tomorrow. We would, it, it'd they be could. over. That's why it's hot. All right. All right. I'm with it. Yep. Uh, my hot take is that when all is said and done, Joel Embiid will be a top three center all time. Top four center all time. Okay. He's counting. Yeah. He's got to make sure. Yeah, okay. Top four. Right behind like Shaquille it. O'Neal. Right behind Shaq. Right behind Shaq and Jokic? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Joel Embiid will be a top four center all time. It will be... It'll be Kareem, then Hakeem, uh-huh. and then Shaq, and then Joel. All right. 
I like it. One day when uh, Joel retires, we'll have to see how both these takes aged. We'll, we'll check. We'll keep it going. The podcast goes until I Joel, guess for me. When Joel yeah. retires, the podcast ends. <laughs> That's when we're done. I uh, love it. I love it. Got a couple more good years in us then, huh? Yes, sir. At least, <laughs> at least, I don't know, maybe like realistically, probably like 16 more years of Joel and B. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe like eighteen if we really stretch it. He's only like six, I think. So yeah, yeah, he's got to be six. Yeah, I do think he's actually twenty eight. So I think we might have like seven more years at best. I think that's a good number for a big man. Maybe yeah, it's like thirty five. He's always injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's realistic. I think that's a good one. I think in reality, he has like four more years left of of top two dominance. Seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. But I ain't got anything else for you. That's all I got. Wonderful. Trey, it's been real. And it's been fun. It's been really fun. Deuces. Deuces.